This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Prove it! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Oh, Canada. Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for tapping on our podcast and letting us into your ears today. This is the Zach Sang Show, and Johnny Orlando has a lot to say. I haven't caught up with that man in a while, but today, when we get to it, the music to talk about life and love and everything in between. So much to cover. He is a gem, a product of Canada, and a quality human being. By the way, this is the Zach Sang Show, and if you ever want to learn about the musicians you care about or learn about new ones, this is the right place to come. Share our podcast with your friends. And hit subscribe, because we do talk to everyone. Okay, let's get into it. Johnny Orlando, here we go. Hello, beautiful human. My name is Zach, that is Dan, and you just heard the beautiful voice of Johnny Orlando! Hey! Canadian superstar, one of the greatest exports that the Great White North has ever shared with the world. I mean, okay, you talk so softly. You should do do, I talk softly? You can pull that real close to your I mouth. get nervous. No, you shouldn't get nervous. Am I, do I make you nervous? Yeah, a little bit. Why? So many cameras here, dude. Okay, relax. Relax, <laughs> relax. It's just, just, it's just us. All right, all right. You know? You are a soft... It's not a Canadian thing. It's a you thing. You are a soft-spoken human being. I am. I am. Where's... where's like? Have you ever wondered what that's connected to? Uh, lack of confidence, probably. Do you lack confidence? Um, Sometimes. Comes in waves, I feel. Where are you the most confident? Um, diving straight into it. I love this. Um, the most confident probably on stage or like, I find that, uh, like I, maybe I don't have a, a much like intrinsic confidence. Like I, if something cool happens to me, like I do something and it's like, good. If I have a great session, I'll go home and be like, I'm the greatest writer to ever live. And then the next day I have a, a can I swear? Yeah. I, I have a shitty one, and, and it's like, oh, my God, like, it's the end of the world. Like, I've never written anything good in my life. Like, It's um, either extreme. It's an extreme in either it's, direction. It's, either, it's Yeah, it's an extreme in either direction. Um, Sorry, that was a super loud mouth no. click. No. I'm sure that was tasty to hear. <laughs> what, okay, so you're, you're the most confident when you write a great song when you're on stage, but creatively... Aren't you in a position at this point in your career, which you've been making music for a long time, to put yourself in rooms where you feel the best and the people you're with bring out the best in you? For sure. Um, I think at this point, I don't really think about that. Maybe I should. I think at this point, whatever session is booked, usually or usually, I, it's like they're not ones that I've requested. Like, um, Usually it's I'll just see something pop up on my calendar and... And that's what I do that day. 
Um, but most sessions that, or every session that I go in with, it's like they're dope people. Like every writer that I've worked with in the last three years is sick, which is an, is an incredibly, uh, you know, fortunate position to be in. Um, but because I've done so many sessions and I have so many like connections in the in the writer producer world, it's just like automatic now. But still, I'll go in and you know like everybody writes bad songs, everyone, and uh, you know you you write one of those and then it it influences my mood significantly. Do you get upset with yourself or what happens when you write a bad song or a song that you perceive as bad? Um. I think it manifests itself like the uh like the it, it manifests itself in like a lack of confidence but not not isolated to just like writing just everything. Like I'm generally put in a bad mood if I like I think I just demand a lot for myself and when I can't hit that uh expectation then everything feels like shit. I understand that. You know what I mean? But don't you have to write bad songs to write good songs? Yeah, like logically, like I can tell myself that, but I don't believe it. Yeah, I, I expect perfection every time, which is not necessarily attainable. But I've shared this line with people who have come on our show before, and I'm quoting Sean Mendez, who shared this with us, a fellow Canadian. Mm-hmm. He made it very clear that genius doesn't strike every day, and it's until you realize that the pressure is so great because you expect to like hit it out of the park day in and day out right when again back back to statistics it's just not physically possible right i don't know i think i think i at this point i have such an an inflated um view of what i can accomplish like like it's a certainty in my mind that i'm going to be like the biggest superstar in the world within the next like few years and that's like it's ridiculous. It's it's ludicrous. Like there's one there's one, two or three of those maybe. And there's a lot of people that are better than I am, but I just feel like I could do that. So every time I, I do something and it's less than stellar, um, then it's like a hit to that that goal that I've been holding on to for like eleven years. Has that goal been consistent and unwavering for the entire eleven years that you've been making music? Not it wouldn't not eleven years because the first the first few years it was purely like, oh let's make another video but it, but I wasn't like I'm gonna do this this is gonna be my thing I'm gonna be the next uh, biggest thing and that started to happen when I st- when the numbers started going up and and uh, but it, that was never a dream I've always wanted to be like the best at something or like the biggest and the best at something it's just like. That's the way my dad thinks about like whatever, like the things that he does, and he's preached that to me since I was really young. Well, your dad's pretty successful. Yeah, he's a he's a lawyer, and he's he's very good at it. Um, so I, like growing up with that as like your baseline, you know, I see him at like essentially the top of his field in Canada, and I'm like, I want to do that, but I think I can beat it, in in the field of music, which is like significantly more competitive oh oh yeah Yeah. and a little bit wider of a base right i love canada but you could you you could be the biggest selling artist in canada right and not and be known anywhere else in the world exactly have you thought about that because you are i have i have you do have the ability and i i love talking about i love working in canada and i have for many years and i love working in the radio in canada 
mainly because of what it means to the people. Mm-hmm. One, radio and music matters, but mm-hmm. two, the way the country is set up, it literally gives its citizens not just money and tax breaks right. to make art, but opportunity, guaranteed Absolutely. opportunity. Absolutely. Because the Canadian radio, you have to play a certain amount of uh, of Canadian artists. It's called CanCon. CanCon, yeah, which, which is all, and they give you, if you're an independent artist, there's a, my girlfriend's dad runs a company literally based around uh, helping um, independent artists get grants. That's amazing. Which, like, doesn't <laughs> exist in the same capacity in, in the U.S. Oh, it doesn't exist in any capacity in the U.S. Like, yeah. You have to have TikTok. That's does the it, government assistant. Are there no government grants for artists? No. No. And really? the radio, yeah, no. And radio's pay to play, essentially. Well, yeah, radio, radio, DSPs, television has no obligation to support American citizens over non American citizens wow. ever. And yeah, oh my God, there's no government assistance. But like, there's uh, barely government assistance for people who genuinely need government assistance, yeah, let alone like, people trying to yeah. make a freaking song. Fair what are these grants you speak of in Canada? I mean, literally, like, they, they will give you money to make art, Dan. Will they really? It's oh, not yeah. a joke. Oh, wow. And they, like, in the last few years, um, I remember I went to the Juno Awards in Huge. 19, uh, which is, all, like, literally, the Juno Awards is dedicated to Canadian music. It's the biggest night in Canadian music. And it's amazing, because, like, I discovered people that, A, I had no idea were Canadian, um, and, and also people that... Uh, like I might not have ever heard of before. Um, and some, some people like shit on the Genos. They're like, oh, who are these random people? But like, they're nominated for a reason. Listen to them. They're dope. Like, mm-hmm. There's so much cool stuff coming out of Canada. And uh, the government, I forget what it's called, but like the government's giving instruments to schools and and uh, keeping up with the times, like helping, helping them learn how to use like, like Logic or Ableton or FL or whatever. Um, but it's awesome. That's like... Uh Again, I, I I find myself saying this every day on this show when we interview people. In America, talent is equally distributed, but opportunity isn't. Absolutely. So same goes in Canada. Like I definitely had a lot of help from my parents. Like yeah. I, they moved us out to LA when I was like twelve, which led me to meet so many different people. And I'm like I'm. I, well, I couldn't have done it on my own because I was 12 and my sister was 17, but um, it was a significant uh, sacrifice on, on their part, and most parents are like working. They can't do that. Is there any pressure that you hold to succeed because of the sacrifice that they made to get you here? They make it very clear to me that, that they're not owed anything, uh, at least like monetarily, like all they... All they want is is like respect, essentially. And um, my dad says like, like we've done a lot for you, yeah, but like we do because we love you, not because we expect anything in return, which is so nice. Um, there's definitely, it's it's there's pressure, but it's brought on by myself, and it's not only about my parents. Like the label has has dropped so much money, um, so there's pressure. Uh, again, never from them, but. Uh, pressure that I put onto myself. There's just a lot of things going on and I'm at the center of all of it. So I, I tend to, uh, to place that what? pressure upon myself. How do you manage all that while still exist in a way? Like you're not even 21. Yep. Right. Nope. How old are you? 19. Oh, wow. 
fetus. You've been doing this for 11 years already? Yeah, since That's, I was eight. <laughs> yeah, and like, I tell people I've been making radio for 15 years, which I have, and I thought that was a long time, <laughs> starting at 14. No, but like eight is ridiculous, and you're 19. So I, I lost track of my, my question, but I will get it back again. Because you being so young and managing so much, how do you remember to develop as a normal human being? Because those normal developments could actually fuel the art that you make. Right. And maybe even lead to a hit. Um, I agree, for sure. And I, I didn't, well, I thought I was developing normally until I, I went to high school. In, uh, That's right. In Canada. So I went to you, a, you went to a normal time I school. To you, I was probably in grade ten. Literally, and, and I think um, you were actually like in and out of school. Yeah, I was. I would leave school. I went to a, a hockey school in Canada, and it, they basically just let me miss a ton. Um, but the last time I was talking to you, I was like in the, in the, like a metamorphosis, like literally, because I went to I went to school in Canada for elementary school, then uh, the states for middle school. Um, and middle school really messed me up. Like it was, cause I went to school in Beverly Hills, um, which is like terrible chopped in its own, in its own way. And then I went to uh school for like actors basically and, uh, no shade at all, but I'm not an actor and there's a very specific type of person that is an actor. And, um, that whole world and the things that they were concerned about, and uh and just like the the things that you're influenced by your surroundings and my surroundings did not influence me in a in a in a great way um and then i came back to canada in grade 8 and had the worst year of my life at this uh at this school like not a single person i liked at the school it was it was rough and then i went to high school so i had just had like 4 years of really weird school experiences and and also switching schools literally every year. Um, How do you make friends? How do you find consistency? I had, I had, no I had internet friends. Um, and there was like this group of like five people that I would talk to every single day. And um, those were my friends. They, they got me through. Those were some, those are some rough times. But then I went to high school. I was like super weird coming out of all <laughs> of these like weird little bubbles and at the uh, same time you're known like you, you go yeah. viral pretty consistently yeah at this point at least in at this point what was i like 14 i was like i was pretty known like and and especially in toronto um everybody at the school for the most part like knew who i was I remember on the on the second day um this like girl came up to me and was like oh like what's your snap and it was like a joke like i saw like the people across the tables uh like filming and stuff and uh there's a little bit of that at first but after that i was just like i was observing my surroundings and like figuring out how to be a normal person because like with that going on at the same time yeah but that was that isolated was really a, a, a big thing like yeah but but that impedes on you existing normally people filming you while you're just enough, having yeah. an interaction with somebody that you think is totally normal. That, that is true. I can't, I definitely am not, I can't like confidently say that my school experience wasn't influenced by um, like what I do. It absolutely was. Excuse me. <laughs> that was a Canadian burp. Very classy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it, it definitely was. 
I definitely like got a lot more attention and uh, from like from people that wouldn't have cared about me and and something like, like older kids and stuff like that just because you know what I do. But um, for the most part, I was just figuring out how to be regular, and I think I most most mostly got it down now. Is that regular energy fueling this album that's on the way? All the things that could go wrong? Yeah, for the most part. Well, it's hard because every opinion I have where I'm like, oh, I'm so normal. Every, everything, I'm very, I'm an unreliable narrator. Yeah, you're yourself. Exactly. You're totally biased. Completely. Um, And every experience I have is, is, uh, is, has been shadowed by like this thing. That I am like a, an artist and but everything is, that comes with that. Do you hate that it shadows you? Do you wish it no. didn't? No, 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 no. I think. No, I don't. I, mean, I don't think so. Have you ever imagined what life would be without that shadow? Yeah, for sure. Well, not not really without the shadow, but I've definitely imagined life without um, like doing music and stuff. Uh, I'd like to think that I would be a very similar person. I probably. Uh, I'd be like living in Oakville. Yeah, you spend a lot of time in Toronto. No, no. I wish Oakville is like this little small town where I'm from. Um, go to Appleby, like my sisters. <laughs> mm. You know, yum. That's what you do every day. That's that's what I would do. That's what I would do. Um, I'd be graduated now, probably at like Western with everybody that I've known my whole life. Like I would just live the life that like my oldest sister had. Yeah, like what what society kind of laid out for you? Exactly, and I had a very clear plan before I uh, I was gonna be a lawyer, like my dad. Um, Your dad's like a big big lawyer in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, like in his in his field, he's he's well respected. Well, well I, 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 I even know they have laws in Canada, you know? What, what? <laughs> they do have laws. Well, he doesn't do like that kind of, he's not a criminal. He, uh, he does, um, he's not a criminal, that's for sure. <laughs> that, was a, that was a poor cutoff. Uh, he does like personal injury law. So like, if you get in a car accident. And you call you get, him. Like, seriously hurt. Yeah, you call him. Wow. Yeah. So you could have been a lawyer. That could have been you. I could have been. I could have. Um. And uh, it seems that he will have no successor for, for his company because <laughs> my oldest sister does clothing. Darian is my manager. Lauren, I think she's getting back into the everything. She's working with like Artless, which is my sister, my older sister's company. And that's it. No I'm, lawyers. I'm music, so <laughs> I don't know. But um, I forget what we were originally talking about. What is fueling this album? All the things that could go wrong, from what I understand, it's fueled by anxiety mm-hmm. and maybe not feeling you're good enough. Um, yes, among it's, it's just me being like, like, like stupid honest, basically. The first and time like, you've ever been stupid honest in music. I'd say this stupid honest, yeah. Um, like I always try to be honest, and there's a there's always a there's always a semblance of. Like my real life and the things that I write and the way that I act and what I talk about on social media, but um, you know, there's limits to what you can talk about when you're when you're younger. Um, Are the limits put on by a label or put on based on your life experience being so shallow because you're so young? Well, sad that for sure, but but it's more more what I was thinking about is like limits. Um, 
kind of just like a known thing. Like I can't talk about drinking because I'm like yeah. 16 and, you know, might have a beer now and then, but I can't talk about it. Um, Turns 19 then, releases, you're just drunk. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but, you know, like like I, I couldn't talk about a lot of stuff. Now I'm 19, like I have a girlfriend, so I, I talk about that. Um, the song, All the Things That Could Go Wrong, is like, like stupid honest. Like, like the main lyric is, um, like holding your hand as we're walking along, thinking about all the things that could go wrong. And that was like, that was fueled by anxiety and, uh, and insecurity, like being like that it, she's my first girlfriend and, uh, not really knowing what the hell I'm doing, but being like madly in love and just like going, going for it. Um, but also thinking like, like ex- almost expecting everything to go wrong at some point. Cause I don't know. I feel like when my life is like, uh, when I'm like cruising, I'm having a great time. That's what always when some like bullshit happens. That's called self sabotage, or allowing like little tiny thoughts to just manifest and grow into something that really is nothing. Right. Because if you're yeah, focused I was on struggling with that, I story of my life. I feel you. Yeah. Things are going great, and all I can do is think about what could go wrong. Yeah. And by the way, when you put energy into that shit, breaking news. It tends to go wrong. Right. Because that's what you're... You should probably change your behavior. <laughs> expect that. <laughs> oh, thanks. Huh? No, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm saying... I'm saying it goes wrong because you're probably... You probably... Like, say, if you are if you really like this person and you're like, oh, what if they fuck me over? Then you might start alienating them. Yeah. And they fuck you over. You you you, you essentially build it yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Right? But through energy and thought. That's it. That is what... Do you believe in manifestation? I do, 100%. I believe in manifestation. In a spiritual sense or in a practical sense? A uh, practical sense. I, I do as well. I, I, I don't really. really. No. Which is crazy that Dan doesn't believe it because I literally I, I sit in this seat and have for well over a decade yeah. talking about how it changed my life and it got me here, which you're doing okay, you know? <laughs> Says who? <laughs> 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 Johnny, um, Johnny will console you. Okay, we'll talk afterwards. Sing you a song. Uh, perfect. Yeah. Um, this is your debut album, right? It is. How'd you know it was finally time for a debut album after eleven years? It just felt right, to be honest. Also, the label was like, "Hey, like, this is our <laughs> album." Um, because we've done EPs for the, like mm-hmm. the longest. That's that's the only thing. Those are the only projects that I've put out thus far. Um, and like with an EP and the way that I right eps it's like i'll do sessions for six months and at the end i have like five songs and i'm like here, here you go, go. <laughs> there's no story there's nothing connecting them these are just five songs that i really like um and so for the for this one we want to do something a little bit better i think at the beginning we were just calling it like like project like it wasn't necessarily an album or an ep like we weren't really completely sure all i knew was um we had like our guiding principles, like the music had to have uh, a level of darkness. Um, but if there was darkness, there also had to be light in some way. So a contrast. And then I also wanted there to be, I was obsessed with uh, Blonde by Frank Ocean. Um, and Nights uh, splits that album where the, it, it's it's like a real turning point for like the content and like the the way the album behaves sonically. So I wanted to do that as well. I wanted to have like an A B side, like a, a a dark light, 
Um, so it opens with the dark side, and then and then you go to the light side of the album. If you listen, uh, top to bottom, top to bottom, yeah. Is that that's the way it's meant to be consumed? Which nobody really does anymore. It I also did. Doesn't. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah. You're connoisseurs. I mean, I, I really do believe that, like, if somebody puts together a body of work, you should consume yeah. it the way they intended it to be consumed. We also were like kind of advised to put like the singles first because that's how people listen. If if uh, statistically, that's what Kanye did. But that's also a DSP waterfall trick too. Yeah. Like, there's a whole strategy behind. Yeah. That. So that's what Kanye did when he re-released uh, Donda, or I forget what he did. He like reordered it or with the deluxe or whatever. Um, like jail, um, and hurricane and mm. jail part two, whatever. All the uh, moon, all the most popular songs, all came first. But you're not all doing the best that. Songs, no. I. We had an argument about this, Darian and I, and she was like, you know, like, because statistically that is what works. Um, so you want to put your best foot forward and get and have somebody, hopefully, listen to the rest of the album. But for me, artistically, it's more important to tell a story. And the A, B side thing was something that I was thinking about forever. So uh, I really don't care. But we kind of compromised. What was the compromise? Just like strategic, like we, we just like shifted stuff around. Because I, I made like a preliminary um, track list. And it was like exactly in a perfect world what I wanted to be. Except all the singles were like at the very bottom um and the label was like or i forget who i think collectively we were just like kind of like you have to you got to give up a little bit of artistic uh control for the for the sake of you know being viable commerce yeah so it's a business after all you set expectations with this album which is to be vulnerable to have there be dark and light mm -hmm. to tell one cohesive story yeah do you know the story you're telling at the beginning of the album or does the story present itself while you're making it? Um, well, it's the story of my life. So it, it definitely progresses uh, as the album goes on and you can see, you can, you can almost like see me understanding myself more as the album goes on and the songs aren't chronological. That's just the way that we arrange them. But like all the things that could go wrong is like a very, it's a very, introspective song it's like why do i feel like this why uh the opening line of the chorus is uh if this is the happiest i've ever been why do i feel so afraid of it um and that's another thing we tried to do just like say shit as plainly as possible while also like being artistic mm -hmm. and like having it sound cool um but like you can see the progression like from um from like the opening song, which is "Leave the Light On," it's like if you're if you're falling apart and you see through the dark, I'll leave the light on. It's like very cute, very like, you know, like I'm here for you. Like, who are you sending that message to? Into the ether, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> to I, anybody, to bro. Anybody. I haven't I haven't really thought about that. Um, but I just hope that these songs can. Uh, basic but like help somebody i really i really hope they can but where are you in your life when you need to a reminder that like there's a light on for you where am i like what yeah like what state are you in how does that like what mental place are you in when you go to the studio to craft that record we actually didn't write that one that was a pitch song but but you heard it yeah i heard it and loved it um 
that was mostly like a melody thing for me on that one specifically. I do like the message, because um, you know, like, God forbid something does go wrong in 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 my relationship. Um, you know, like she's my best friend. Like something really wild would have to happen for me to like to to like go non-contact. Like there's always a place in my heart for my first love. You know. Are you in love? Absolutely. How do you know? Felt something I never felt before. Describe the feeling. It's like it's like it's like a it's like you're riding a wave. It's like you're riding a wave and. Like you don't have to think about balance, you don't have to think about anything. You're just riding, and, and you're just, you're just cruising. That's a, that's, that's like the best way I've found to describe it. You're just like cruising, and it's just, nothing can go wrong. Hmm. But what happens when something goes wrong? Well, then my the first time, my world came crashing down. Uh, like first time we ever had like a little little thing. Um. But you know, like I, I've never been great with conflict resolution. I've never been great at saying sorry or acknowledging people's feelings. Um, mostly because I've, just like as a rule, been very non-confrontational, especially mm. with uh, girls. Um, but like, if I'm upset about something, like I know now that I can't let it eat me alive. I have to say something. We have to be able to have an adult conversation about it. And the amount that I've learned about myself by being in a relationship is stupid. Like, I I like to play therapist for myself and, like, try to really dissect why I do things, why I think things. Because um, there's always a root. It always leads oh, back to something. Totally. You know? um, and, like, I'll think about something that happened to me in the past. And I'll be like, oh, that's why I, re I, that's why I reacted like that. You know what I mean? Do you one hundred percent? Do you explain the root cause? No, to her. Well, it depends because very, very quickly becomes an excuse. Yeah, you know, I'm blaming this on something that happened ten well, years ago. When the reality is, you're just looking for an answer so you can understand right. better and then fix it. Absolutely, I'm looking for an answer, and and I'm not going to say like, oh well, you know, like I was bullied, so that's why I got defensive when you said that. I'm, I, I'd say like, oh, I'm sorry, like I didn't mean didn't mean to get defensive um you know i recognize like that's something i do i'll work on that does you does your want to be a therapist for yourself reflect in the writing process at all when it comes to making music for sure for sure um i really don't like writing super abstract stuff and i've and i I say it like that abstract no, stuff. No, but it's true. Like because a lot of people beat around the bush or like yeah. try to depict a message in a way that is like philosophical. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. So I think art. to I think to like get like all like radio heady, which I love Radiohead, but like their their lyrics are a bit hard for me to understand. But they're very very good at dissecting the feeling of something um, rather than like what's actually happening in front of your eyes. And uh, I feel like I feel like. Yes, I kind of play therapist in songs, but like I, I do it more in like a, like a melodic way and like a straight up way where I say some shit's going on and then like explain it, explain how I feel by saying words. Like in the song I wrote, it was like, that we wrote, it was, uh, it's about like the moment that you, it's not on the album, it's about the moment that you, uh, 
are being told that you have gotten cheated on, um, which has not happened to me. I don't know why we write these sad ass songs. <laughs> it's called delusional. Um, and then whose perspective are you writing from? My like the person that that is being told. So that, you're imagining. Yeah, um, and that's something we did a lot on this album as well. Like, just imagine, just like any, I don't know, just like scenarios. Yeah, putting yourself in other people's shoes. Yeah, I, I, I'm good at that. I like it. That's empathy. It's true. Is it? Yeah, you can't imagine somebody else's pain or trials and tribulations without having empathy. Mm. People who are not empathetic are selfish and self-absorbed and have no ability to look at somebody in their situation and feel their pain or understand their story or, you know, really it's understanding, right? It's deep I'm, emotional understanding. And I'm an, I'm an, I'm an, I'm an empath, dude. <laughs> Did we just diagnose you? Well, you literally think it's like an excellent thing. <laughs> Johnny Orlando just stuck his hand out like he was trying to move metal or something. <laughs> dude, I can feel, are you okay, dude? Me? Yeah. <laughs> I just felt something off you. Are you? Season five. Yeah. You want to know, Dan? No. No. <laughs> John, Johnny asked, not me. I'm fine. All right. All right. Um, I think I think the way that it manifests itself in the music is by just like just like devastating lines, and and um, I I feel like that's a nice way to get a feeling across. Like for example. Uh, in the second verse of this song, delusional. Delusional, but it's not on the album. Not on the album. Um, Are you going to release it eventually? I don't know yet. Maybe. But it's a good example. Um, in the second verse, I'm like, uh, like your family's my family, uh, and I can't say goodbye, uh, which is like a topic. And I was like, I don't want your brother to think that I won't get high with him for the first time. Which, when I hear that, I'm like... <laughs> um, just because like I know exactly how that feels. Like... I know, I know, I know what it feels. I, I actually don't know how that feels. It's never happened to me before, but I can imagine just how heartbreaking that must be. Cause I love, I love my girlfriend's family. They're, they're amazing. And, or even like your friend's family or like, or your extended family. Yeah, you build this deep relationship. You're with each other for key moments in life. And yeah. And, and it's all gone. And then it, it could all be gone. And like I've, I've in real life, like I've, I've promised him like, oh, like I'll party with you, you know, one day, like when, you, when you're older. <laughs> Um, so like, I don't know. I think that's how making up scenarios is, is a way that I, is that, that I like get those emotions across for sure. But it is imagination but that you can connect to your own reality. So you, it is felt by your own emotion. Right. Why isn't this song on the album? Just didn't yeah. fit? Just made it too late. Okay. These songs have all been done, um, since last year. Whoa. Whoa. Hold on. I've been sitting so, on that. Then why are we waiting until August to release the <laughs> Dude, album? Don't don't ask me. I think the last song we wrote was Blur. We wrote Someone Will Love You Better and Blur like uh like a couple of days apart. Um and those were, that was like October maybe. Then that was the last session we did for something that was actually on the album. Maybe a bit later for like interludes, but So do yeah. you stop listening to these songs at a certain point and then pick them back up? Are you listening for all, the many years straight from the beginning of this? Like you started making it until now. Depends for some stuff. For my favorites, yeah. Like I'll, I'll go. I'll still go in and listen to some stuff sometimes. But like, I kind of have an idea of what I want on the on the album. Like, it doesn't really take me long to like think about it. 
because I know what I like and I know what I want and I know what is going to fit the narrative of the album. So if I have a list of songs <laughs> that I've made in the last six months, I can tell you which ones I want on the next project, depending on what that project's about. So when did you, okay. But when did you know the album was finished? Shit, like, like the day that it was due. <laughs> Cause like we, like you write the songs and the songs more or less stay the same, like content wise for like six months. Uh, and then you get it like mixed and mixed and mastered and the mastering process. I was like tweaking out, like, um, like it just didn't sound right. And I was freaking out. And, uh, and that w we ended up getting that resolved, like the day that it was due, maybe even past the day that it was due, but it has just co like consistently kept getting delayed. It's supposed to come out like March. Originally. What's delaying it? Everything, and it's like not stuff that you can, like if if we, if we wanted to come out in March, it would have had to been, like March April, it would have had to been, uh, finished like signed and sealed, uh, before Christmas. Whoa, um, and so I think the, Dare, what was the due date? She doesn't remember. Yeah, I think it was like March 6th or 13th. And that was for an August release. For an August release. What? So I think it, it was slightly overkill. Like the, the label wanted everything done before we dropped the first single so that they could go to Spotify and yeah. Apple and Amazon um, and be like, here's the album. This is what we're doing for the next year. And this is everything you need to know about. And Boom. Here's here's our year's plan because we've never been able to do that before because I've just been like, ah, oh, I, I want put this out, <laughs> put this out. Here's a project surprise. Were you surprised that your debut album took you eleven years to finally well, well eleven years to tackle one, but then all those years to actually from like finish? Uh, no, I don't think so. Even now, I I'm like, there's a part of me that wants to be like, scrap the whole thing, rewrite it. Really? Um, Have you changed yeah. and grown since then? Since the beginning of the album? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I started writing the album. Uh, we started writing the album like nine months, nine months before I met uh, my girlfriend. And since since we started dating, I've had just like a stupid amount of personal growth. Learned so much about myself. Like there, there are so many things that you will never know about yourself. Uh, like what? Like, are you jealous? Are you not? You'll have no idea until you actually love someone. Are you insecure? You'll have no idea just just how deep it goes until you fall in love with somebody. Um, do you, what do you value? You know, like what qualities are you looking for? Who, what type of person completes you? Do you need a person to complete you? You won't know these things until you actually do it. And I thought I had my shit figured out, and but I didn't. Whatsoever. Nothing. It's interesting. Which seems to be a, a, a reoccurring topic. So I, I told you this. I I thought the same thing when I was like 16. And that was like the concept of my whole It's Never Really Over EP. Um, was that like I thought I was done growing and then like I got punched in the face by life. <laughs> and then the punches keep coming? <laughs> they, just, they don't stop, dude. <laughs> well, your next album should be pretty good too. Yeah. Got a lot to work with. A lot to work with, but is this this is this relationship is private, isn't it? Somewhat. Like uh, I'm not gonna like. You don't need to blow up her spot. 
yeah, like I she she is just not part of this world mm. whatsoever. Yeah. And like there's a there's amazing parts to uh to being an influencer or God. You're a musician. You hate when people call you an influencer. I hate Whoa. that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I literally, they gave like uh, nice. one of our producers gave me the note. Do not call him an influencer. Really? <laughs> call yeah. himself that. Yeah, but like to to but have I wouldn't it, have called you an influencer like, by the way. Thank you. To to being an artist and like also having a big presence on social media. There's a lot of amazing parts, but only to me. So everybody that's around me, um. Unless like I can get us in places or like or, like I know like people like a lot of my friends like love you guys. Um, hey so friends, I'll be like, oh yeah, like I was with Zach Zag today, like ah, and they'll be like, oh that's so cool. But they don't get any of they don't get anything for the most part of the good parts. So all they get is like Stories? harassment and oh. like mm-hmm. stalkers and stuff. Like yeah, that. you're right. Yeah, yeah. Like they live vicariously through you, but that right. they get the they get the residual fans. Yeah, yeah, and um, like most people are are very kind and very nice and um, like respect privacy. Like ninety nine percent of people, but like one percent of of like a, a million, one percent of a million. Is, it's enough. Is a lot of people. It's enough. How'd you meet her? Uh, I showed up at her house basically. Wait, what? <laughs> That's <laughs> creepy. <laughs> door. Pretty girl is here. Um, <laughs> no, a couple of, uh, uh, one of my friends was at her house and, uh, I was bored. Actually, it's a funny story. Basically, um, I was home, two of, two of my other buddies were home. I called them. I'm like, yo, let's do something tonight. Let's just come over to my house. We'll like pre a little bit. Then we'll go to Toronto and we'll just see what happens. Like we'll <laughs> go downtown and just see what kind of shit we can get ourselves into. Um, and this was last summer and, uh, on the way over to my house, one of my buddies gets into a car accident. Oh. Minor, like, fender bender, no big deal, but his parents were pissed. He had to go home. Um, my other buddy's like, should I still come? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll like, come. It'll be fun, you know? So he gets to my house. We start calling people, like, trying to figure out what we can do. And um, we call my one buddy, and he's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm I'm with my, like, girlfriend. Like, we're at this, like, uh, girl's house. And I was like, cool, don't know this girl. They were, like, about to go to a party or something. And uh, we were bored, so we Uber like half an hour downtown uh, to probably stay there for like half an hour max. Um, we get there, and uh, she's inside. I'm just like sitting. We're just chatting. I'm sitting on like some um, like lawn chairs. She walks up the stairs. I was like, "Who is that?" <laughs> <laughs> um, she's the most gr- gorgeous girl I've ever seen in my life. Um, and yeah, we started talking that night, and uh, we've had a we've had a Snapchat streak ever since. Wow, which is cool. I feel yeah. like a snap a Snapchat streak is really how you tell. Like that's the building blocks <laughs> of a great relationship. Yeah, absolutely. You could be married, three kids, but if you don't have a Snap streak, like, is it real? What are you doing? <laughs> Do you even know what that is, Daniel? No, I feel like I'm too old for Snapchat. What you, is that? You are too old for Snapchat. You know what a Snap streak is? No, is that just, what is that? You you snap each other every day, and you don't break the streak. Yeah, Correct. it's like if you you get a little like day counter for how many days you've snapped each other, back and forth. In a row. How many days are we on? Well, I'm about to tell people this is gonna be the T. Let's see. <laughs> Nobody knows when we actually met. Three thirty-five. Whoa. Three hundred and thirty-five yeah, days. Almost at a year. Wow. Yeah. 
Congratulations. That's Thanks. a big commitment. It is, it is a big commitment. To Snapchat somebody every day. Yeah. You know, it's hard work, but I do it anyway. No. <laughs> You're so strong. I'm so strong. No, it, it's been the best year of my life. I'm, I'm so happy. I really am. It changes the way you make music, and you fall in love in the middle of this album process, so in that moment yeah. you go, fuck, I have to rework things? or No, no. everything everything more or less stayed the same. Like, However, the first song I wrote about her was All the Things That Could Go Wrong, and I was so excited to show her. And like... The significance of that is, like, the lyrics, like, being... The first verse lyrics, I'll, I'll just, like, I'll leak some. Um, you love leaking things, we know that. Boy, I do, I do. I do. Um, <laughs> You're just a leak. The first verse lyrics are... Darren? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny is thinking. <laughs> Hold on, I'm thinking. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. I'm currently... Thinking of another song, his first verse lyrics, I gotta like, I gotta ro- go through the Rolodex. You know? <laughs> oh, I'm at your door like I've already planned it. Just what I'll say when we know this is ending. Mm-hmm. Those are the those are the first lyrics you hear when you listen to the song. And then it says... Um, That's so sad. Yeah. And then it says like, you open the door and take my hand and nothing is according to plan. And then like, if this is the happiest I've ever been, why do I feel so afraid of it? So it it is sweet when you like really listen to it. You're like I'm so in love with you that if you I'm like, afraid that you're gonna let me go. Essentially, yeah, and that's that's what that's what it was about. Except at this point, we had been dating for like two weeks, three weeks. So I send her this song, so excited. I'm like, and I and I knew that she like might be like a little weirded out, or not weirded out, but like like a little. Uh, yeah, you're coming on strong. Yeah, like with those lyrics. So I wrote out, like, literally line by line, explained exactly what I meant. It took me probably an hour and a half to write this all out. Send her the song with the explanation, like, I wish I still had it. It was, like, so long. Novel. Um, and the first thing she says is, oh, my God. And I was like, damn it. I knew it. Should have said that. She's, she's like, oh, my God. And she's like, I'm crying. And I was like, no. Not, not like that, but she was, she was upset. And like rightfully so, um, but I was like, no, it's actually sweet if you listen to it. But she wasn't having any of that. Did, wait, did she still not know that there's a sweet undertone and a sweet no, no, story being does, told? She does now. Um, and like we've talked about it many times since then, and it's one of her favorite songs, which is nice. What do you feel like in that moment when you are, are expecting one reaction, and then was, the other reaction comes through? I don't know. I was just like, no, no, like that, no, 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 no. Like that's not what I'm trying to say. And it's um, not just any song. It's a song that titled your debut album. Yeah, she didn't know that for a while. I was keeping that one secret. <laughs> she didn't know that. And then one day I was like, oh yeah, like it's the title of the album too. She was like, great. <laughs> no, but she she's totally she's totally cool with it now. Like, but you have to like, she what she always says is like, oh she like got a she has like this like artist boyfriend like. She's like, oh, I'm so excited. Like, I wonder if he's going to write songs about me. And the first song that I write about <laughs> her is, like, just, just scathing. Not not scathing, but, like, there's some upsetting lyrics in there. If you're, you are the person it's written about. Uh, you know? Yeah, you're expecting the worst. The, literally the you're pe- literally assuming that she's going to fuck you over and destroy yeah. you and eat your soul. And and even, like, past that, the, the last line of the chorus is holding her hand, walking along, thinking about all the things that could go wrong. So even if like she understands that everything else isn't true, she hears that line. And she's like, "Is that what you're thinking?" Every, Every time, time we're together. Oh shit! Yeah. So I, I and I was it at no, the time? I, no, no, no. That that line was purely um, like just catchy. Which you, happens. It's a good line. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. 
You've never got lost in the anxiety of like the fact that the relationship could just take a turn. Um, I well, yeah, I have. That's that's what the the song. I guess those those lyrics are kind of contradictory, because the first verse is "Open the door, take my hand, and nothing's according to plan." Um, so like it acknowledges that like every time I'm with her, I know that everything's okay. But every time we're not together is when my mind starts to drift. Mm-hmm. This album is coming out in August. It is August nineteenth. Wow, I mean, like when this actually hits the people's ears. I mean, do you, I can't even imagine what that's gonna feel like. I honestly don't know either. <laughs> I wish I had a, I wish I had a better take on that. Have you listened back to any of the songs that you made early on in this process over a year ago, and have found new meaning in these songs because so much time has passed? Yeah, actually, um, there's an alternate explanation for the album and the whole album uh more more so like the the trilogy of we're doing like a uh like a three-part music video essentially and it's like apocalypse theme tied through all of it fun out of it can i say that darren fun out of it is first (laughs) she's like my fact checker um fun out of it is first and then someone will love you better and then blur ends it off um and there's an there's an alternate explanation for for what's going on there aside from like uh, just like the obvious, which is like it's all based around someone will love you better. I'm not gonna say it, but there is one if you look for it. But it's not true. Are two of the videos of the three part out now, or is it just one? Two. Two. Blur and someone will love you better. And the third will come August. Yes. Fun. Fu- fun out of it. August. Is, is that the one, that has a feature on it? Yeah, that has Benny on it. Nice. Yeah. How'd you guys connect? Um, we put we put something on on Instagram, and it was like, uh, oh, it was a question. It was like, what are your dream collabs? Or like, who do you want to collab with? And I put Benny, and then we were like, let's do it. Like we just started like <laughs> like talking back and forth, and we were like, let's do it. And she was like, send me songs. So I texted her like five songs. And she was like, that one, and chose fun out of it. And I was like, that was not the one that I was expecting, but um, it worked out so well. Do you let her write her own verse? Yep. Yeah. What What story are you telling with that record? Um, So the story of fun out of it is like, it's like a, it's like an anti-love song, kind of. It's like just not taking things seriously. Benny and I obviously have, like I have a girlfriend. Um, but it's just like, it's just, it's like, uh, keeping things private. Cause like when you, when you let other people in, like they form their own opinions and they push those upon you, which I've, which is part of the reason why, uh, my relationship is private just cause mm-hmm. like, I don't want to deal with it. Like, it'll take other, the fun out of it. It'll take the fun out of it. It'll take, it's, it becomes, uh, everybody's thing instead of our little thing um you know what i mean that's beautiful yeah and it's nice like whenever i'm with um with my girlfriend it's like it's like she i always say like you're my little you're my little escape like every time i'm with her like i'm not thinking about like my job or really anything except for like this is so fun that is so cute yeah but i love it yeah Uh, are you afraid of that to go away no, 
I think we're like like eleven months in at this point. Like I think it would have gone away. Oh, call me. When, I don't know. Call me when you're like five years in. No, says. fair enough. What? I feel like I feel like I feel like I don't know. After like after like the after like the novel stage, yeah. honeymoon. Well, I wouldn't even say honeymoon because like I still feel the same way. That's um, beautiful. Uh, but like after everything's not uh, when it's not new anymore. When you really know the person and like. I thought I knew her six months ago, but the amount of things that I've learned about her and she's learned about me, um, is, is crazy. Like, which is like obvious just comes with time. But like six months ago, I was like, I know you better than you know yourself. And she would say the same to me, but it was not, it was true. Um, and I, I feel like the best relationship is where you, you, where you consistently are teaching each other new things about themselves and about yourself and about the world. Um, it's been really interesting to, there are a few people that I that I hold in. I don't know how to put this. I'll put it bluntly. Like there, there are a few people who whose opinion I I really care about, and she's one of them. And she was brought up in a completely different way than I was. And she went to a public high school and goes to university. And I had none of that. Um, so it's just interesting the way that she sees the world and to meet the people uh, that she grew up with. Which is very interesting. You learn a lot about the world and about yourself oh yeah um she's crazy so i i constantly learn from her she's also very she's like i don't know how to describe it like you never know what's gonna happen spontaneous Um, yeah spontaneous that's one of the things we bonded over early on what is your sign aquarius what's your sign uh sagittarius Mm, i love sagittarius december right Mm mm-hmm no, you're a Sag? I'm a Sagittarius and I'm your birthday? December twelfth. Okay. Wait, so yeah, oh, I mess with Scorpios. That's that's who I uh whoever what, what November third? Oh. Carlos. Uh, for some reason I looked at Carlos <laughs> and I was like, he is he is Miss Cleo. Scorpio he knows. <laughs> He's not Miss Cleo. Uh, speaking of signs, this isn't really a sign, but what do all the butterflies represent? Oh. Um we needed a loco. <laughs> no, uh, well like yes and no like i really love butterflies we needed a logo and i've always been i've always been looking for something to you know like bring everything in and like um you know the weekend has his uh his exo drake mm-hmm. has the owl um and i wanted something of my own i've always loved butterflies i remember going to like a, a conservatory when i was uh in like grade school and one landed on my arm and it's like one of my fondest, like young young memories. Just like the flies in the studio. Yeah, you know. Just keep landing. They well, both have wings. Butterflies like represent beauty and peace <laughs> and, and new life and all, exactly. you know change. That's another part of it. And yeah. like beauty, I love butterflies. I love the way that they look. I always thought also the way like scientifically like the yeah, cocoons that they make their their colors is really cool. Mm, yeah, it's true. Blue butter blue is very rare in nature. Yes, it is. And it's usually like a um, not actually blue pigment. It's usually like um, it's an optical illusion, basically. Just mm-hmm. The way that the lights were refracted makes a blue wavelength. Um, so I think that's cool. And then, uh, yeah, like growth and change. Like I'm, I'm, despite my greatest efforts, there's always more to learn. Um, and also, uh, when my when my grandma passed away, I I was seeing butterflies everywhere, and I that's a sign. I generally. I don't believe in much, but but it's it's just comforting, you know. 
do you see comfort in signs like that even though you don't believe? Yeah, and at the very least, it's just a reason to think about them. Mm. And sometimes that's enough. Yeah. I don't need... I don't need... Uh, the support of any... Um, or like the hope of any being. Um, but it's nice as a reminder. It's, it's it's comforting at times. You know? I have so many questions. Like, you just tapped you into to, religion. You want to get into that? I mean, uh, do, <laughs> the question is, do you want to get into that? There's really not much to talk about. Like, I wasn't... I'm baptized, but I wasn't raised any particular way. Um, Has Johnny Orlando I, read the Bible? Parts. Um, I have a Bible in my room. I just think, like... I like some of the lessons that are in there, like do unto others, uh, whatever. Yeah, golden rule: treat your neighbors exactly. as you want to be treated. Yeah. Exactly, um, and like the 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 core principles, I can get behind. But there's a lot of stuff that I don't necessarily agree with. Um, a lot of stuff, but like there's some good stuff in there. There's some good stuff in in uh, in every religion. You know, there's a reason that people follow it and look look to to religion for hope and I can understand that at the very least it's hope it's community it's, it's hope it's community it's it's uh it's an explanation for why shit for goes right or wrong complicated things totally. as well it's, people need imagine, answers imagine I was thinking about this imagine being alive 2,000 years ago and a solar eclipse happened <laughs> you couldn't even google it you didn't even know no but a solar eclipse happens and everything gets real dark yeah. for like 20 minutes You'd be like, oh my God, like we pissed off God. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because that's all you know. That's You're looking you know. for a reason. Right. Like, I have, I'm going to stay quite neutral on this. I myself don't practice anything. Um, Do you pray? I have. Not necessarily because I believe anything might happen. It's just, again, comfort. Um, Do you believe in manifestation? In a practical sense. What's the difference between a practical and a spiritual to you? Um, What's the divider? Like, I don't think anything's going to happen just because I'm thinking about it a lot. But something might happen because I, I live my life, maybe even subconsciously, in pursuit of that. Totally. You know, if I say to myself every 10 minutes, I will be the biggest star in the world. And then, like... And then like time goes by, whatever, and I and I see an opportunity. You're just it's it's always on your mind. If you're if you're manifesting it, then it becomes part of your day. If you if you uh, if you tell everybody, then that becomes who you are and what people think of you. And you know maybe maybe one day like you've told you've told one of your friends like I will be the biggest star one day. And you've told them that a million times. I love music. That's what I want to do. Well, if they ever have an opportunity for you. You're the first person they're gonna think of. Mm. So it's not it, it, when I when I say a practical sense, I just mean like, if you lead your life in pursuit of one thing and one thing only, it will come. It will likely come to you because you're always gonna be put into positions that you know what I'm trying to say. Every action you take is either is either consciously or subconsciously motivated yeah. or or like attached to that goal. Right. That is, yeah, it's exactly what you're right, in pursuit of. I also believe every every action you take has uh, an equal yeah. reaction, whatever. whatever an equal and opposite whatever, reaction? Equal and opposite reaction, which is a, 
I love physics. It's a physics thing, but it works. And I agree. Any, if I if I yell at Dan right now, Dan's gonna be pissed at me. Mm-hmm. You know. But if I tell Dan like, Dan, you're a great dude, and also I really love music. <laughs> well, then Dan ever gets an opportunity um, he's, for music, he's gonna be like, Hey, that was a, that was a nice dude, and he also loves music. Will you keep Johnny in mind for all those opportunities across your desk? Absolutely, because he just said that. <laughs> you are an awesome dude, Dad. I, <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, but but you know what I mean, like totally. I think there's. I don't expect anything to happen unless I go out and and, and work for it. Um, but I think. I think that same principle applies to to, like religious people or people who practice. Like you can pray for something. If you pray for something every morning and you go out and you live your life in pursuit of that thing, yeah, you'll probably achieve it. If it's divine intervention, if maybe it is. They can chalk it up to whatever they want. I but have no idea. There is a similarity in it. All I know is that you're living your life in pursuit of that thing. So it is manifestation. It's manifestation in a way. Yeah. And that is that was the connection I was trying to make, is that I think yeah. prayer and manifestation are more alike than they are different. Yeah. Um, what are you thinking? Do you feel like a new artist still, or do you feel established, and do you feel like you're still introducing yourself to the world? I feel like I just asked the same question three times, the same question. No, I get it. I, <laughs> I feel like I'm definitely still introducing myself to the world, because there I'm very well known in like, a, in like a, in like a sector of mm-hmm. social media. But like, what is that sector? The people that were around, um, and like have, uh, have grown with me. Um, it's really hard these days to, to expand your audience just because like the way that everything works, the way that your brain works, your brain craves things that you like and like positive reinforcement. So if you break down the TikTok algorithm, it's just showing you shit that you've already interacted with before, just versions of the same thing. So it's really hard to go full Olivia Rodrigo and introduce yourself to the world in a, in a, in a very, uh, big way unless you have a stroke of luck and you're also very talented and you know everything um so the people that are interested in in music on social media probably know who i am or people that were on like musically a few years ago um would also know who i am because i was i was was, like pretty big on there um i had no idea (laughs) i'm kidding of course i know yeah Talking about the audience, dude. I don't the, know. <laughs> but is it weird to think that musically has turned into what it is today? Because we haven't really talked so to you strange. since TikTok. So weird. Started. Yeah, we that's haven't. correct, right? Yeah. Let me see when the last time we talked to you was. That's wild. Yeah, I don't think we've I don't think we've talked since TikTok has been a thing. What, I would love to know your opinion. Um, I think the democratization of okay TikTok. Famous. Well, yeah, I think the democratization of fame is really insane and it's more it's more rampant than it's ever been before is it it a good thing or a bad thing oh i think it's a terrible thing i think we're going to face a mental health crisis in the coming years like we have never seen before and i do believe that the tiktok algorithm has been strategically set up to give normal people tastes of virality and tastes of fame where you then crave it and you think this is gonna have oh it's gonna change your life this is going to be what you do forever. But reality is the algorithm set up so that like when they see you pulling away, they give you something in return. Yeah. 
it is literally curated to planting a a seed, planting that rush, planting that uh, pl- planting this idea that the internet could be everything you do on a day to day. Also, I think the democratization of music is amazing. I yeah. I think what TikTok has done in fueling the democratization of music will produce more what in one hit wonders in the last three years than we've seen in the last 15. Oh, for sure. The I, last, probably longer than that, to be honest. It's, we have more one hit wonders created since TikTok started than, yeah, than we've seen in 15, 20 years. Yeah. And that's really scary. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are going to wake up or maybe in the process of waking up right now, realizing that, TikTok can't always pay your bills. Right. There's a quest to create the next hit, but you may never get there. Like, TikTok provides, in some cases, false sense of self. But I also sure. think, in the same breath, it provides realistic and honest sense of self. I, you know, it's... But if you live by it and you die by it, that's no way to, that's no way to exist. And real art will always lead the way. Like, I always do believe that, like, a hit song is a tennis ball underwater. It's impossible to keep it down. Right. Cream will always flow to the top. But my fear is more of the mental health challenges that we, we have to deal with. I see that for sure. I, I've i been thinking about that, too. And that, in a, you seem like you have this all thought out. I, I, lo- I love TikTok because I consume it. And I like, I'm not going to lie, we, every now and then we go viral on TikTok. Right. And when we go viral, like... It's the uh, best feeling in the world. Well, I, I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of times I don't know that I'm going viral on TikTok until yeah, people stop me on the street and go, are you poor? You have legs? Um, like just random things that are attached oh. to me going viral on oh, the internet. Okay. Uh, well, on that sector of the internet. I don't know until they're coming up to me. Right. So that's why I know that it's a real thing. Right. It's honest. But in the same breath, it has the ability to inflate one's sense of self. For sure. And, and also make it come crashing down the next Totally. Day. Think about the normal kid in Kansas who, like, filmed a video of them talking to camera and something crazy happened behind them and it goes incredibly viral. Yeah. But then their next 50 posts are nothing. I always feel bad for the people. I'm not, not bad necessarily, but, like, the, like, the, like, when people have a couple of videos blow up, like, or, or maybe they're the biggest thing on the internet. Like, do you remember, great example, is that, like, number seven kid. Do you remember that? The football player that, like, that, like blew up on TikTok, like, probably two years ago, or, like, a year and a half ago. See, I don't even... It was the biggest thing on the internet for, like, oh, like, two weeks. And he's getting all this attention from brands. Brands make it no better. Yeah, you know because I mean? they hop on whatever yeah. is viral. Like, remember the uh, the cranberry juice thing? Yeah, that guy, where is um, dog face? That's the name. Yeah, Dogface420. Yeah. He's like a chill dude. I, I, I rate him. And like, they bought him a truck and stuff. And whatever. But what's he doing now? Exactly. You know, he could try for He's a on thousand Cameo. years and likely not have, and not reach that same. It's because people, there's no time with the attention span of people on TikTok and, and the way that it's all set up. There's no time to really learn anything about anybody, you know? And, and really, there's no desire, I feel like, either. Because somebody makes a funny video, and you're like, oh, that was funny. 
are you gonna take time to learn about that person or are you just gonna like that video and, and move on exactly because there's the next funny video is right underneath and it's a constant stream of dopamine and oh and yeah. all these happy chemicals and a lot of the times when people go viral what they're doing takes no skill there's not yeah. a, there's not a craft yeah, there's makes not you feel like you could do that too yeah, as a regular person but how do you do it again right like what how do you bank on it like dog face Right. Dogface literally rides on a skateboard, drinks cranberry juice, plays a Stevie Nicks song. His life is different. Bro, you are... Where's the craft in riding on a skateboard, filming himself, drinking cranberry juice? Yeah. How do you expand on that? You don't. And, like, the whole thing about that video was, like, is it, like, it was, like, exceptionally, like, good vibes, you know? And that's what it captured at a time where people needed good vibes. Right. Like, was not, like, peak pandemic. Totally. Yeah. And that was, it, that was like, everybody's, like... Like feel good thing for for a few weeks, um, and like I don't know, like there's no longevity to to the things that most people blow up for. I agree. And the and other like, thing, I was just with the uh, Sterniolos. Those you know those guys, the, Are they three, the triplets? triplets. We were yeah. talking about them the other day. They're they're amazing. And so they they blew up initially just because like like they were like triplets and they did funny stuff. Um, and they're like good looking and they're, they're good looking, but they've now like turned it into like they're first of all like when you talk to them You can tell that they like they have the brain for this for this type of stuff and people love them And they've been able to transition a few viral tiktok videos to uh, Real YouTube fans? subscribers and Instagram. <laughs> they've they've been they've done so well at translating the tiktok audience to every other platform and platforms with longer for uh, form content where you actually have an opportunity to to build a fan base um because so much of of tiktok is just rooted in like like 15 seconds maybe you get lucky you have 10 videos that blow up you then either fade into the ether the ether the ether oblivion um or you like get yourself involved in some controversy and you stay relevant for a bit and, and people start to learn about you and like you know, it's just like are you happy that you didn't start making music during this time in history or Do you think you could have maybe I don't know you, you've had great success. I don't know. Would it have been easier? I think sometimes I Think sometimes like like Darren and I we were like, like Musically gods like I knew exactly and she knew exactly what was gonna happen if you like we just like had the brain for it, and that's because we're that's where we started. We learned to manipulate that platform and its algorithm so well that we knew exactly what was gonna blow up, and we consistently for years and years and years, every video did exceptionally well. Um, and now TikTok is a completely different beast, so we're still trying to f like like figuring it out. Obviously, like there's the the obvious ones like shirtless, it's gonna do well. Yeah. Uh, if there's multiple people in the video, it'll likely do well, especially if it's like my sister or like the Sterniolos. If it's if it's like the first time you do something, like every idea on TikTok has to be an exceptional idea if it's gonna blow up. That's interesting. Um, but see, but in the same there breath, has to be something special about it. Yeah, but there's also not yes something special, and I think you know what I mean. Yeah, what makes it special is what's different because there's some really grungy videos. Right. That go viral like crazy, but there is something special that's happening. There's something unique about that video, and very, it's very, 
very unlikely that two things, two very similar, two two of the exact same videos will blow up twice. Yeah. You know, because it's been done before. And when, once it's been done on TikTok, it's over with. One of my biggest regrets over the last couple of years, and I have a my fair share of regrets, but one of them is not joining TikTok at the height of the pandemic, right. because. And we're like, we're fine, but our biggest loss has been all the clips from our show go up yeah. and they get posted, but they're not from us. Yeah, dude, honestly, like podcasts on TikTok, uh, no, they podcasts kill. do ridiculously well, like two bears, one cave. I watched, I've never watched a single episode of that podcast, but I watched it on TikTok. Yeah. And I love it. That sucks. They're making no money off of that for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sorry, if you support them, go listen to their shit and hear their ad. <laughs> I will. I People do. don't have the attention span sometimes, though, you know? You'd rather get, like, a 15-second yeah, to 60-second well, video. The thing is, on TikTok, whatever's uploaded is the best part of that 45-minute episode. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like, why would I listen to the whole thing when I just saw the funniest <laughs> joke in the whole thing? It's, yeah. Just okay. as, a, as a consumer. like. No, you're, you're right. Y- you know? Yes and no. Yes and no. There's context to things that are required for you for to sure. really understand sure. it. And if you like somebody in a tiny, uh, if you like somebody in 60 seconds, throw them on while you get through your right. day. Right. I but mean, nobody does it, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying to promote it. Right, exactly. My um, biggest fucking issue is that we don't even, our most viral clips on the internet are not posted by us. Yeah. On TikTok. A, they're all like like other people. Yeah. What do you do about that? Uh, no, I just let I just let it go viral because we still get famous. Mm. Fair enough. <laughs> I just like sit back and let people harass me on the street <laughs> over clips that we don't own and made yeah. no money from and whatever. I mean, our clips are doing just fine. Yeah, but like let's, we have clips on the internet from our show that have, one clip can have 10, 15 million right. views. That's not ours. Right. Like the one that just went viral has over 6 million views in like a week. Yeah. But that's also not from our show. No, but it's attached to our show and the ecosystem right. and the universe that we've created. So, I mean, there's... Definitely a case to be made that it could have been on our account. But, like, we're talking about TikTok now. Dan's going to get very heated. I'm not going to get heated. He's TikTok daddy. TikTok daddy. I run our TikTok, but I've, as much as I run our TikTok, I've never used TikTok in my life. So he's never gone to a For You page. Like, I've never, I don't know what a For You page is. I don't know how people, like, they're always like, oh, I saw this news on TikTok. I don't know what that means. Like, I open up our TikTok. I post. He, and he, I close he, it. He hits the arrow or that, that bottom center button. Less. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know how to watch things on TikTok. I don't know how to look up things on TikTok. <laughs> I make our TikToks. I post them. I do the captions. I do the whole thing. And then just close the app. I've never, like, scrolled on TikTok. I keep it that way. That's what I... And exactly. Stupid addictive. Yeah. I mean, during the pandemic, when everyone was downloading it, I was like, I don't need something else to get addicted to. Yeah. I'm sure it's entertaining, but, like, I just don't need to waste any more time on social media. What else are you addicted Build to? Build a fort or something. Dude, I love, like... Pillow you, forts? I built a go-kart. Sorry. You built a go-kart? Yeah. Oh, well, see, that sounds cool to me. Yeah. Did, Did you, you say like half of a go-kart? Mm-hmm. Did you just say you built half? Well, like, the frame was there, and then, like, the whole, the go-kart was complete. Okay. Right? And I bought it, drove it, blew up the engine, so we had to swap the engine. Oh, that's like, sick. I, 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 like, got lights for it and stuff. <laughs> that's baller. That's baller. <laughs> what would you do during the pandemic? Oh, boy. Oh, you know what? I started running way too much. I got too to the much? point. Like uh, joint uh, issue? Too much? Yeah, I mean, I was just running like eight miles a day just to kill time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I just didn't want to sit home and That's scroll nice. on my phone and watch TV. Like that would get boring. So I just right. found other things to do. Like run aimlessly by yourself. What did I do? I just like over the pandemic, uh, 
It was the first time I've ever, uh, like FaceTimed people. I hate FaceTime. <laughs> hate it. You never touched the phone. <laughs> it's waking up. You're like, mm. I've, 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 always, I've always hated FaceTime. I love FaceTiming with, with my girlfriend. That's different. Like, maybe I just don't like people. That's what I've started to realize as well. Because, like, I would, after five minutes on a FaceTime call with anybody, I'm like, okay. Like, I could leave now. Yeah, like, what do we, like, <laughs> you know? except for Except for my girl. That's the one exception. Yeah, but you but don't like, have, like, another friend that you just, like, have on FaceTime while you're doing other stuff and you're talking? No. My, I have my, my internal dialogue to keep you covered. It's, it's always, always there. Do you have good conversation with yourself? Oh, great conversation. I mean, dude, I talk to myself all day long. I feel like my neighbor's like, who like the hell verbally? is this kid talking to all the time? Verbally? Yeah, you don't speak out. Oh, that Dan, you're really showing some crazy cards right now. Yeah. Oh, I'm serious. Shit. Yeah, you don't talk out loud to yourself? No, no. we need to get that checked out. Oh, no. Like, I, have I, a, I have a guy for that. <laughs> oh, no. I, I talk out loud to myself all the time. About what? Whatever. Is it like I feel a like, muttering thing or like as you're doing right now? Uh, I'll get pretty passionate. Speaking to yourself? About what? Are you in a... I have conver- I just, th- there's conversations that need to be had. Like, wh- And I'm just going to have them with myself. I'd Isn't rather- it a lot faster just to do it in your head? But, but, I but talk sometimes, to myself very quickly. Sometimes... You can't get the conversation out unless you speak it out loud. Like if I'm watching a YouTube video and I decide there's a conversation that I need to have with myself, I have to pause the YouTube video. No. Have the conversation with myself, then I like, can restart the video. What is, wait, <laughs> this is a, is this not alarming? You this don't is, ever talk to yourself when you're not driving. Alarming, because it's not like he's talking to people that aren't there. Yeah, no, I'm not. That like, would be alarming. Yeah, yeah they're not he, made up people. Yeah, I know there's. I know I'm not talking to anybody. I'm yeah, not. I'm not looking for a response. Like I respond myself. What are you trying? <laughs> but why do you need to hear it out loud? But also, like, are you asking yeah. yourself questions? Do you have an internal dialogue? I mean, there's, I there's some people with no internal dialogue, which I've learned recently. Like they don't have thoughts buzzing all the time. Oh, you know, like sometimes people just need to like write the email. They don't actually send it or write the text. They don't actually send it, but you need to get it down. No. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> but but you're talking to yourself all the time. Not, it's not like I go home every night and just start talking to myself. I'm picturing you in an empty white apartment literally having conversations with yourself while staring at a wall. Do you call yourself Dan? I mean, I may have. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, maybe. Are you like, Dan, what are you doing? But I just, you know, I just like having a good conversation with myself. But <laughs> do, you, do you have better, are the, uh, best the conver- con- are the best conversations you have in life with yourself? Absolutely. I've thought before... If I record these, great podcast. Oh, and it's just shit. me talking to myself about whatever I feel like talking about that day. Oh my God. This I've is, thought about it. But this I don't is, understand. This is terrifying. It's significantly faster. Like, like I said, though, it's like speaking is like significantly slower than just like letting your thoughts go. Like I can think about three or four things in half a second. Whereas I can speak them in like 20 seconds. Yeah, but it's like writing, like I, I know you no. said you don't know what I am what I mean, but it's like writing the email that you never sent or writing a text that you never sent. You just need to get it down. When I have these conversations with myself, I just need to get it out. That's like a, like writing, I, I understand like- If I have the conversation in my head, sent. it's stuck in my head. I need to get it out. What's the last thing you yelled at yourself about or talked to yourself about? I don't know. I feel like I was doing it the other. I was doing it the other day. I forget. And I and I pace. I pace. I'm a big pacer. I pace uh-huh. all the time. So I just like pace around my apartment, which is a tiny little studio with no furniture. I just pace in a circle, and, and talk to myself. It sounds like you're in a sane asylum or like held <laughs> in like oh, yeah. a, a, an isolation block in a prison. Well, maybe it is. It it works for me. No, it like, doesn't. The only the only 
my my vocal coach has actually told me like, you know what? Like next time you're in an argument with somebody, write down the text that you'll never send. Get all of the bad feelings out so that you can you can get to a more um, like balanced place before you before you Smart. deal with this argument. Yes, you know what I mean. Is yeah, that what you're saying? Sometimes, like yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like I'll if I yeah, kind of sometimes depending on the topic, depending on the situation. Okay. Anyway, I like I we should bring in a therapist or a specialist or something. This is alarming. Have you ever done that? That would be a great idea, actually. I'm ready to like down. analyze you on air. Yeah, I thought about uh, re- recording my therapy and just playing them back, but I think it's funnier to have somebody come in and yeah analyze that. Like that's fucked. Is there like a? <laughs> I mean, that's fucked, dude. The visual of you in a white room doing like doing that. Conversing with yourself is a, like I'm scared for you. I'm sure. Like you told me this, and now I feel like obligated to help fix it. There's no. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. That's the pro- that there's That's there's no problem. What's scarier, the fact that you have full on conversations with yourself in a 500 square foot white room, or the fact that you're denying the fact that that's crazy? First step. I thought, <laughs> I thought it, it was acceptance. No, acceptance is later on. Got it. So, so by denying something, you at least know it exists. You are acknowledging it by igno- you're denying acknowledging it. its existence, but you're denying that it has any effect on you. Mm. You guys have never had a good conversation with yourself in the car. No, I think bullshit. No. What <laughs> bull? Like Shit. out loud? Yes. No. I just like to me that's crazy. To me, you guys are the fucking <laughs> lunatics here, and you guys need some help. Call therapist, someone. Someone get a therapist for my friends here, Zach and Johnny. I think Dan is over. Just, uh, uh, you see like, the passion that I'm getting right now? This is the passion no. I get with myself in my apartment. Like, Imagine my neighbor here. I got thin ass walls. My neighbor's <laughs> probably like, "Who the hell is?" Is this kid and what the hell is his problem or maybe they have just you think, never met a neighbor of yours uh well the guy to the left is probably 100 years old he probably can't even hear me but the other people around i don't know who they are you should record yourself next time i just said i would i'm gonna make a podcast it's like it's gonna be huge it's gonna be a big deal <laughs> wow anyway <laughs> it'll go viral on tiktok i'm sure it will. Oh, Ther- therapy for the wrong reasons yeah for, <laughs> for, for every for wrong reason not intend by the Ed way sharon has a song called thinking out loud yeah, but that's that's not what he's same. talking about. It's he's not, singing about me. No, no, oh, that's like a buzzword, though. You can be like, "Oh, I'm just thinking out loud here." You know, it's like a saying. Well, I do it in real life. <laughs> he, he screams at himself. I guess that's really alarming when you put it that way. Well, okay, this is my last point on this, and then I have a real question about you. What's the difference between talking to yourself and singing in the shower? Are you? Is that even I a real question? <laughs> Are you? Are you real? Come on! I'm singing serious. lyrics to a song you love in the shower is singing along to a song you love. Yeah. Having full-on conversations with oneself out loud, not internal dialogue. It is spoken. If you're next to you, you can hear you talking to you, just you. It's a conversation that you're speaking out loud. That's just meant for yourself. Yeah. You can't see the difference between that. I think a better question is what's the what's the difference between speaking out loud to yourself versus having an internal dialogue. Well, that is yeah. I, and maybe a therapist would, or, or a psychologist would come in and be like, maybe they're the same thing. Maybe but I don't think thing. so. I know that some people actually don't have internal dialogues. Like, they have no they just running act. thoughts. Yeah, they just act. Like, of, of, well, yeah. Like, act off of impulse. But that's, sometimes I will act off of impulse, but I do always have a dialogue in my head going. Some people just don't, though. How'd you learn that? Uh, probably like Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of shit on Twitter. I've seen a lot of shit on Twitter. 
Uh, Are you okay? Yeah, I have a real question about you. How do you feel about all the music you've made going back 11 years? Like, I mean, I guess What If is only four or five years old. Like, how do you feel about those songs now? Um, The songs, like the early stuff is like, it's like kind of cute almost because like I was eight years old and I was cute as shit I was. Um, <laughs> what happened? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Zachary. <laughs> that was a right response. Mm-mm. <laughs> um, but like all the like the what ifs and like that time period is like, I would be happy to never. I would be happy if those didn't exist. Really? Yeah. Like I appreciate what what if has done for me. Like it's it's been awesome. Um, you know, lo- it's introduced me to a lot of people, uh, like like new fans and, and stuff like that, just because of the success of the song and it went viral on TikTok and. Uh, 2020 um but like i i don't like listening to it it's fun to perform but only because um everybody knows it you know what i mean you're just drunk i feel like that was a song that you put out that kind of signifies a turning point in the art you're putting out first time i've ever talked about alcohol maturity yeah and a record that i think is doing more on playlists than ones in the past is that correct or am i for sure well every honestly every record that we've put out um has done more and more than it's than it's uh, predecessor isn't that nice like that's how you know growth is real yeah like so so i haven't had uh like a meteoric rise since like since uh you launched say since i since like i was signed with my label there hasn't been a meteoric but every year consistently everything doubles Wow. So eventually you get to a point, like, where, you know, if it doubles again next year, like, you know, it happens. And then and then you just keep going. And that's been the story of my life. But isn't there something, like, isn't that reassuring to you? Because there has to be a point over the last 11 years where you, you are, you, you're pretty famous and well-known. Was there never a point where you're like, oh, like, I've already hit saturation point. There's nowhere else for me to grow. No. Absolutely. Well, I've thought about that, and uh, I mostly think about that with, like, like Kim Kardashian. Like, who the hell doesn't know about Kim Kardashian? <laughs> but, like, there's always, for as long as I've been doing music, there's, like, obviously, there's always been a bigger fish. So there's always more people to, to meet. Even, like, like say, back in the day, like, Maddie B. Mm, Maddie B raps. Yo, Maddie B raps. Real, real back in the day, like let's say 2012, 2013. He's like a normal kid now. Yeah, he's also yoked. Yeah, yeah. He, the Instagram. Yeah, Good for him. He he came on our show. Our no show. Way. It was my show at the time. It's been at least then, yeah, like ten years. No, you weren't on when he came on. That's he came I mean. on my show twelve wow. and a half years ago wow. with his sister. They were our first Skype interview. Wow. Yeah, that's the story. Anyway, yeah, he's jacked as fuck. He's he's jacked as hell. Good for him. Um, like we always, ah, we always shared a lot of followers. A lot of people found me through his like, like when he, they watched his videos, I would be recommended. People would be like, oh, like another little boy singer. <laughs> Let me click on that. Um, so we always shared a lot of subscribers, but there was there was never a point where I was like, oh, well, I'm the biggest that I can be because he was always a little bit bigger. Mm. Or like significantly bigger for a while on on YouTube. And what does it mean to you when you see him tap out of it? I think he's still going. Like he's still different. Going. He's rapping. He's still he, doing it. Yeah. yeah, he's still making music. 
Um, I think mm-hmm. there was also a, a there was a the question was posed like by my parents mostly like, do you want to pull a Maddie B, stick to what has been successful? Because when we when we took a step away from YouTube and stopped like making vlogs and stopped um, making music videos like for free and stuff like that. Just like, cause we would just run around with a camera. It costed $0 studio time was like 400 bucks maybe. Um, and that was the extent of our uh, operating costs. Very, lo- very low overhead and it was all profit. And we were making a ton of money off of YouTube at that point. And so we, we stepped away from that because YouTube was not the end game. I wanted to be the biggest artist in the world. Um, and like the thinking at that point is like, uh, you know, like I'd rather, I'd rather make like, if we're t- purely talking about money, which it isn't for me, I'd rather make like a hundred million down the road rather than like 10 million today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so like we abandoned our bread and butter essentially, um, but like he, that kid, like he was consistent with it. He's been also doing it longer than I have. Like he's set. He's he's good. You focused on music. That's what you gave your time and energy to. Yeah. Do you regret that decision at all? Absolutely not. No. I'm so. If I I feel like. I feel like if I was Maddie B, I would have to look at it as like a. Maybe he loves it. Maybe he loves what he's doing. But if I was him, I would be like, okay. I'll do this, but only because I'm never going to have to work a day in my life. Mm. If I continue doing YouTube for like f- like six more years. You I think Maddie B is that rich? Dude, for sure. We got to get Maddie B on the show. For sure. What? Open your, your Bank of America app, Maddie B. <laughs> yeah, I want to see. see yeah. No, like, dude, like, they have a recording studio in their house. His brother... Uh, or his sorry, his cousin films edits. I don't know how it is, but this is what it was back then. His brother, er, cousin, films edits, uh, records him, mixes him, masters him, um, and they use their friends for music videos. And he produces, <laughs> and Maddie B sings and writes. I think. Yeah, but are they streaming? Where's the overhead? Th- yeah, but are the songs streaming? They are on YouTube at the very least. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know what they're doing on Spotify, but like. Back in the day, dude, like no, he was huge, right? yeah, massive, and he still like gets a few million views at least on every video. When he said yes to coming on my show back then, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, like Maddie B, Alan, like he was, he 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 still is big with his like with his his audience, like he was massive. But think about that time, like Grayson Chance comes up around that time. There's right. so many Carmen, yeah, all of his videos that he's still posting this year are still getting a couple million views each. Damn. Yeah. We got to get Maddie B in here. Claudia, <laughs> Maddie B, book him. Thank you. Uh, yeah. By the way, Johnny Orlando has an album coming out in August. That's the priority here. All the things that could yeah. go wrong. Yes. It's a debut album. My last question about that album is, uh, which of these songs do you claim? All of them. Okay. What do you mean? He has a whole, he has a whole thing about people claiming songs off yeah, the album. That's what we were filming this morning with this uh, Sterniolos. Uh, I have a Snapchat show called Claim a Track. Oh, yeah. Wait, what is that? What, what do you do? What do you? So Basically, you, it's it's supposed to be with artists. Um, or it has been up until this point, but like this, the those guys are just awesome, and they're also love music. Um, so we were like, you know what, have them on anyway. 
Um, but like for as long as I've been doing music and putting out projects, fans are always like, oh, I claim this song like months before they've ever heard it. Just maybe off the title alone mm. or like some visual or something like I claim this. Um, so we built a show around that. Basically, I listen to the other person's music. They listen to my album and we each claim a track of each other's talk about it. Talk about music. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I claim terrible person. You can't say that. I can't. No. You leaked it yourself. Did I say that? Have I said that there? Apparently, you played a whole thing about oh, TikTok. I was watching the podcast with, I think it was you two, where you were talking about the song when you posted like a, two weeks ago. Too. You can't say it. Sorry. Can't say it. <laughs> I just decided. Executive decision. Um, <laughs> thanks, dude. Yeah, you're you like that one? Yeah. I know I don't know anything about it, but I like the title. Yeah. See, that's exactly how it works. Yeah. He claims which, it. Which one do you claim? I mean, all things that could go wrong. Thanks, dude. I mean, it's kind of how I live. <laughs> no matter how great a situation is, I automatically plan for the worst case scenario, so I'm prepared. Well, maybe you're just, maybe you're just thinking ahead. If you think about it, yeah, nothing, but sometimes you get so ahead that you get lost mm -hmm. and you can't focus on what's in front of you. So then you never end up getting to where you think you're gonna go. Think about that. I just can always justify myself. So. Man, that, you know, that sounds unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like somebody who's just coming up with excuses to justify right. one's actions. I promise. <laughs> also, you know you leak too much of your own stuff when you have no idea what you've leaked and what you haven't. Yeah, that's really alarming. <laughs> Is it alarming? I mean, you just remember nothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> you remember absolutely. I have no memories. It's crazy. Nope. I mean, you do have memories. Like, where are they? Some, it just, like, rattles around in there, I think. You just, there isn't much going on. I just witnessed an internal dialogue go down. Speak it out loud. Anyway, all the things that could go wrong is Johnny Orlando's album. It is. Highly recommend. We're going to put a link in the description below so you can listen to all the music that he's already put out there into the world. Um, hey, thank you for giving us your time and energy always. Of course, of course. But also congratulations on creating a debut album that is literally 11 years in the making. Thank you. Thank you. Are you, do you, are you ready to release it? Are you nervous to release it? I have no idea. And I never feel anything until it's about to happen. So I'll I'll check in. I'll send you a voice memo on August 18th. Because that's when it's all going to hit me for the first time. But I'm, I'm nervous, dude. Are you afraid to let it go? Because you've been I mean, working on it since the dawn of time? Yeah. I, I saw somebody explain this well. It's like, like when like I listen to this album, I'm like, wow. like I think that's a good album. And I think maybe it's the greatest album ever to ever be made and nobody can confirm or deny that because nobody's heard it so it's just my little my little secret and it's all potential there's no metric for how good it is except for how i feel but when you release it you know does it go gold does it go platinum is it number one and these are all metrics for its success and you know sub subsequently how good it is uh, or I guess for how good it is and subsequently. It's, it's but will the data change how the album, w what the album means to you? Not what it means to me, but um, above anything, above everything, well, above, above everything, it's it's the art of it for me. I just love doing it. But secondary to that is like, is my measure of success. So if this album... There's, there's been times where I put out a song and it just doesn't do very well or it doesn't do what I expect it to do. And I might have loved the song before, but there's like a stain on it 
for me because, you know, it's a shameful moment for me when I don't achieve my own goals. Um, but does that tarnish a record that once before mattered the most to you? Tarnish a record? Oh, tar like a record as in a Yeah, a song. Um, like if there's yes. a stain that forms on the song because of the data, but yet yeah. that song mattered to you the most and you loved it and whatever. In, a, in part. It's not as like black and white as that. Like, like you're just drunk, for example. It's playlisted well. I seriously believed when I dropped that song... I still think if if Justin Bieber put out that song, it would have been the biggest song of the year. Is that and a I'm, hard pill to swallow? For sure, it's a it's a hard pill to swallow, but I get it. And what I always say is like, you know, one day when I'm when I'm huge, people will will go back and and realize just how good that song is. And I can't tell if I'm just the most narcissistic. Uh, if that's the most narcissistic point of view or if I'm just confident or if I if I really am all these things. But I find that those lines are always blurred because, mm -hmm. you know, I think a big part of what people consider good and maybe album of the year or album of all time is so heavily based on what other people think of it. So I think in part a song is only good if other people say it is. Um, and... Like, this is going to be a, a scathing take, but I really love Olivia Rodrigo's music. I love her album, and I think the best tracks were not... Driver's License isn't top ten for me, mm. you know? Like, when I heard that song, I was like, okay, like, I like the bridge. It's catchy. But I wasn't like, oh, my God, like, this girl is the next big thing. Brutal's great. Three steps forward, two steps back. I Hope You're Okay is great. Deja Vu, just, like undeniable smash um when i heard driver's license i was like okay and i heard it very early on and, and then i saw everybody on social media being like oh my god like this is my song it's the greatest song i've ever heard i was like really like it's a good song for sure and i love love the bridge but like do I, I don't think it's her best best song that's the song that started it all broke all the records but because everybody around the world said it was good yeah. it became yeah. Incredible. Mm. Exactly. Um, so how do you take that and apply it to your own music? Well, I guess you, you make your marketing revolve around getting other, like faking it till you make it, I guess. Um, like if I, if I, if I get like, I, I don't do this. Maybe I should. If I get like a hundred of my, my friends with the most, impact the most like followers whatever it is to post how much they love the song maybe that would catalyze uh, a cascade of huh? people posting oh my god i love this song just because somebody that they respect did that maybe um maybe that's smart and maybe that's that's a way to to game the way that that people think uh i don't know maybe i'll do that if, if you wanted me to post about the song johnny all you have to do is ask you do it, you know? whatever you need Thanks, dude. whatever you need uh, but yeah, I feel like I've also been, as we talked, the first thing we talked about was confidence and, uh, say what you will about Kanye West and I understand, um, but he's taught me a lot about, about self-confidence and believing in yourself. And if you don't think you're the, you're the hottest shit to ever exist, nobody else will. It's true. And so 
you know, live live how you want to be perceived, and that's that's what I try to do. And uh, and I'm gonna keep telling people that that my album is gonna blow their socks off, and uh, I think it will. You're gonna be one of the biggest artists in the world. Believe that, Johnny Orlando. I really appreciate you, man. Thanks. Really, truly, you're incredibly special, and thank you for giving us your time and energy again. Thank you, man. I love being here. I really do. I I I never have conversations like how I how I do when I come on the show. Well, so thank you. Our couch is always here. Thanks. Dan may be in an insane asylum. Answer your damn text, bro. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> he, ignores you he ignores you, too. He ignores everyone. We need everyone? Yeah. We're going to do it. You know how many times I've texted you in the last two years? No. Probably yeah. five or six different times. Oh, hey, dude. That's also pretty effed up because I keep saying, we need to get Johnny in here. We need to get Johnny in yeah, here. what the hell, And man? we get your fans saying, Thanks, get Johnny man. back. Get Johnny back. back and then what I, what I do? I literally commented on your Instagram last week, and I was like, yeah. You want to come on, talk about the album? Yeah, I was like, I literally, I'm pretty <laughs> sure Darian said that to me, and I said to Darian, I was like, finally. Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I started to think you did like me. Yeah. No, 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 I do really like you. Oh, thanks, dude. But we should also do a compilation of all the people who tell me on record that I don't answer my phone. That would be yeah. a great TikTok. I mean, it's it would yeah, probably blow up. It would, because it's everyone from Ariana Grande to Liz Gillies to Johnny Orlando. Dude, you don't answer Ariana Grande? I have a problem. It's, it's not just you. you. And also, like... You know, it, it, it's all my friends. It's like, it's right. it's everybody you in my family. Mom? Um, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Anyway. You're terrible. Johnny Orlando, everybody. Beautiful human. You made it through our conversation with Johnny Orlando. Please try out his music. You won't regret it. And subscribe to our podcast. Share with those you care about. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and if we can fix anything, like do anything better. And if you have any recommendations of who we should have on the show next. Reach out, let me know. I'm always looking for suggestions. At Zach Sang Show on every form of social media. Now be safe, hug your family if you can, have a great day, don't go to jail, and I'll talk to you soon, okay? Today's show is hosted and executive produced by Zach Sang. He was also executive produced by Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zolot, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rudensky. Music by James Ashuto. Senior producer, Caitlin Plummer. Associate producer, Eve Bishop. Production sound mixing on today's show was done by Alex Goins, Nico Pierce, and Joseph Hartshorn. Sound mixing was done by Daniel Chavez-Crook and Ivan Wayman. Post-production manager was Caroline Rude. Production manager was Michelle Dorastock. And our production coordinator was Bryce Herlis. And that was an episode of The Zach Sang Show. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>